ASMR. The perk though, my, the next day my stomach looked amazing. So I do recommend it. Uh, Disneyland is not the happiest place on earth. Puerto Vallarta is. If you've not been to Puerto Vallarta, cancel whatever it is you're doing tomorrow and go. Uh, well, it used to be, but Americans have ruined it. I think Mexico should build a wall. Um, just to keep us out, we're not sending our best. Now, I went to Tel Aviv to see Madonna in concert. In case you haven't figured it out, I'm gay. Um, if you have not been to Tel Aviv, cancel whatever it is you're doing tomorrow and go. Yeah. Now, if you have a UAE stamp on your passport, oh, you're looking for the, the, the horn thing. If you, if you have a UAE passport uh, stamp on your passport like I did, be ready to be poked, probed, and manhandled. Yes. Ladies, it's like writing bar during rush hour. Now, if you've never written bar during rush hour, cancel whatever it is you're doing tomorrow and get this taken care of. The El Al Air, uh, TSA agents are very thorough with their um, <coughs> screening process. I thought I was at my doctor's for my annual checkup. The only thing that was missing was turn to your left and give me two good coughs. Uh, and that's it. That's all I have. <laughs> As you can see, fully memorized. That was, that was, and you finished perfectly at four minutes, Sergio. That was badass. I, that was four minutes? That was exactly four. You, know you did exactly four that? minutes. Two hours. Ah, God well, it. you did exactly four minutes, and that was, that was fucking killer. Fuck. Uh, I welcome any, and I do have some questions in case you guys don't take me there. Yeah. Uh, Oh, guys. go ahead. Go ahead, Marty. Do it. Uh, the, the recurring cancel your plans f line was fun. I definitely keep that. Uh, keep that Keep that in there and overuse it. Abuse it. Like, but get, you got to get progressively weirder with it. Like, what, you did the right thing. Like, you went to BART and stuff, okay. like, staying in a country. But go even weirder.
Yes, House of Pride Radio coming at you live from San Francisco, California. I'm your host, Tweaker Turner. It's always a pleasure to host the show, giving it out to you guys with love. And we were just listening to a new pod from DJ Freeze over in the Midwest somewhere. I can't remember what city she lives in. Somewhere cold and icy. Uh, but thank you, DJ Freeze, for that warm-up. We have a live show for you today, folks, and we're going to get right into it because we have two guests ready to go. Uh, the start gate is about to open up with uh, El- Look out of any window Any morning Any evening Any day Maybe the sun is shining Birds are winging No rain is falling From a heavy sky What do you want me to do? 
Hello. There you are. Hey. What? Hello? Hey, I can hear you. Can you hear me? No. What? Why am I dead? I can sort of hear you. You can? can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Yes. I okay. I hey, guys. This is High Spirits. This is Jay Quellen here. Uh, I don't know if you can hear me, but uh, we're getting a late start. We have a couple people in this studio, and um, I'm still a novice on the soundboard so i think yeah i'm coming through oh wait it's like clipping we'll get we'll get into the rhythm shortly for now enjoy a little bit of american beauty in the background we can discover the wonders of nature rolling in the rushes down by the riverside what's your name now shadow lady i don't like that name i'm gonna call you something else Madison is here, Shadow Lady is here, and Jay Quellen is here. No one else is here. When I speed. You guys were saying you couldn't hear me earlier, but you were lying. Oh, I'm on. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, there's a moth in God. here. Don't bring that in here. Free speech <laughs> oh, radio. shoot, this is free speech radio. Welcome to High Spirits, folks. We're supposed to be from 10 to midnight. Getting a little bit of a late start here. All the comedy folks just left. Um, Blame it on somebody else. Blame it on somebody else. We were just having a kick-ass dinner at Westburger. Yeah, Westburger. Yeah, bitches. (laughs) All right, so you can hear me, right? (laughs) Do you think they'll um, sponsor us when we become big? (laughs) Westburger? Yes. Yeah. Well, Wes, like, Wes seems to know me um, by my Christian name. I thought we were not bringing that into here, no. Jake Wallet. <laughs> All right, I'm going to drop this. I'm going to drop this in a second, the, the Grateful Dead. Wait, is it the Warfrat song? Is it? No? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, hey, <clears throat> we were at... Uh, <clears throat> Can we call you something other than Shadow Lady? You or, have to give me a name if you don't like my um, name. <laughs> That's here. the deal. Well, Madison, while I'm do you coming up with a name, name for our intern Shadow Lady, she and I went to Warfrats the other night, and um, we, we don't have to get into any specifics, but that's why she was asking about whether we should play Warfrats. Great concept and group over the years, but um, I really don't like that song. <laughs> but it's playing? <laughs> no, no, this is uh, oh. American Beauty. Okay. Warfrats is on Skull and Roses, Got as it. the untitled album is referred to. Gotcha. Feeling Oh, while we're um, getting into the music and just warming up, I want to do a shout-out to Bella. Who dat? Who dat? It's my mother. 
Oh, you're really. She's a listener now. Oh, nice. That's cool. My mom's a listener too. Oh, let me see. Actually, I listened to the episode I wasn't of, on. <clears throat> speaking of, let me let me text my mom and. Nice. Oh, all my adoring fans, aka my friends that I forced to listen to this, are texting me asking if we were on. I'm spreading the word on Bumble. <laughs> Maybe one of my ears doesn't work on these. Oh no! Let me get that you. needed to be said on air for all to hear. It adds to the je ne sais quoi feeling of it all. Yeah, it's uh, this is real life, people. Down no dress rouge. <clears throat> oh, I'm confirmed. Doctor Chuck says that. <clears throat> shout out to Doctor Chuck for letting me know that he can hear us. That's good. So while you guys were having dinner, I found a new spot in the mission. It's a music venue and wowza. It was a church or something? Yeah, the lost church. Have you been there? Chiggity church. Have you been there? <laughs> I'm going buck wild today with no co-host. Uh, what's my co-host name? I don't know. <laughs> co-host if you're listening with your friends <laughs> i'm gonna go buck wild this is jay quellen yo gonna be doing some character voices just like my favorite podcast comedy bang bang that inspired it all shout out to scott ackerman and <laughs> I'm like i don't know who that is and adam scott don't know who and hdtgm yo shout out i don't know who these people are either to our recovery friends who are listening um God, I don't even know who's listening. I gotta watch my mouth. I gotta keep all their names out my mouth. Yeah, you're Shit. really bad with that. that I'm just like, you know what's stupid, guys and listeners? <laughs> I, <clears throat> I really shouldn't have publicized this to my friends. How come? Because <clears throat> it's like, while I will inevitably get carried away, like considering who potentially is all listening to this, I feel that I may have to censor myself. Because, you know, I may want to talk shit about one of my friends, right? And I can't do, do it because they're listening. Yes, you can. I'm a shit talker. If they're real friends, they already know that about you. Although I, I mean, for a second, I thought about telling my parents about it. Well, I told them about it, but I didn't give them a link or anything. Because I'm like, I've said some stuff that I don't actually think I want my parents to hear. So... I told my mother I will give it to you, but it's <laughs> at your own risk. You are an adult, and you have free will, and you make that decision, mother. <laughs> Just like, I'm making my decisions. <laughs> but My Dr. Chuck heard you guys and said, women, nice. <laughs> Dr. Chuck, aka Dr. Perv. <laughs> I can just. This is just a free. Th there's... Please tell me Dr. Chuck is not your dad. <laughs> no, Dr. Chuck is my best friend and he was our first caller. He's our medical expert. He's our resident, Bay Area resident medical expert. Didn't we talk to his he's gonna partner? Be like, he's going to be jerking off right now that I'm talking so much about him. <laughs> Dr. Chuck. 
Why, <laughs> why is he going to be doing that? What did you say, Shadow Lady? I was asking, didn't we talk to his partner at the last show? Partner. Uh, yes, but uh, I, think, I hope she's listening. But I think I don't think she wanted us to reveal too much about her, but we got into a great conversation about Korea and like Korean drinking and... Oh, how Speaking. soju is made in uh, how soju is all the Rice. same, but it has different uh, manifestations and incarnations in different cities. Yes. And how Koreans can hold their liquor. Free speech radio. What What can you tell us now about Korea that you just learned recently? Yeah. In regards to music. Um, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I don't think I'm supposed <laughs> to be coughing on air. <laughs> That's so unprofessional of me. Buck Wild, Jayquell and Uncensored Buck Wild. <laughs> Welcome to High Spirits Radio on MutinyRadio.fm. High Spirits. Yes, so you are a Korean, high spirit. Uh, we listen to uh, we listen to what? What's your face? That that crossover pop sensation. CL. CL Blackpink. Yeah, that was and the song. Blackpink. Blackpink. No, black. No, Blackpink is the song. More. No, it's another girl band, but they're more like old oh, school. Oh, right, right, right. CL yeah. is the one that crossed over. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Look out, look out, look out, the candy man. I have like, I think I have a couple of new friends listening to this who are going to be like, what the frick? Isn't this a show about sobriety? Oh, getting back to the topic, yo. Um, so let me, all right, all right. Let's get a little serious here. Okay. I feel like our intern who is doesn't have a name, proper name yet, and Madison are really the voices of reason tonight. I'm just going buck wild, but we're going to bring it back. I'll get centered. Take a deep breath. Take a breath. Everybody, on, everyone listening to us right now, take a deep breath and just let it out. You guys are done working. TGIF. Like, let's just take a deep breath together, y'all. Let it out. <sighs> have a moment of silence for all them y'alls out there suffering i guess <laughs> you know what i say let's have a real moment of silence <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> it's not like one of those <clears throat> so this is something that happens in meetings right mm. like <clears throat> Let's have a moment of silence for... I, I shouldn't be dogging it, but I'm just in a playful mood. Okay. <laughs> I'm in like a troll-ass mood. Go for um, it. So, <laughs> so... Oh, I think the volumes are getting really loud. Sorry if we're cutting off. <clears throat> so... Um, in meetings, people are like, let's have a moment of silence for all the children caught in the crossfire. You know, like... that, And for alcoholics who are still suffering. Sure, yeah. I go along with it, but right now in this forum, I just want to say that typically we just have a brief moment of silence, and then we say at the beginning of meetings, like, let's have a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. It's all script. Script, 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 right? Y'all, if you don't know about AA and meetings, we're all running on scripts. We make it real easy, plug and play. Um... And that just makes it easy, which is great. Otherwise, I wouldn't know what I'm doing. You know what that's called? Let me let me put you straight. It's called traditions. Traditions. All right. So, so we say like, let's have a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. And so, let's just imagine. It's like let's have a moment of silence. 
God grant us the serenity to be and, and but no, that's why I say let's have a real moment of silence. All right, and we're back on high spirits. After that moment, like, <laughs> Shadow Lady just hit herself in the face. What is going on? This is just a free-for-all, hey, DJ, co-host, whatever your name is. <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh, no. Shadow Lady broke a tooth. What did you do? <laughs> Shadow Lady just unhooks her mic. She's and shit. You... Oh, she's Ouch. back. She just chipped a tooth. No, I... Hey, any dentists listening to our show? <laughs> Dr. Chuck. Dr. Chuck, you know any dentists? <laughs> Does he moonlight? All right, guys. Hey, I'm officially going to drop the dead right now. Yes. All right, so it's just us. Uh, Shadow Lady, say some shit. All right. So it's Friday night. I was uh, saying earlier, I was actually supposed to go to this meeting that I normally go to on Friday night. But I am cat-sitting, and I had to go home and feed these two cats and also feed myself. And I figure, you know what? There's another meeting close by to me I've never been to. It's a young people's meeting. So let me just catch that one. So I'm walking over like a good sober person that I am. And then I see this guy standing by a door, and the Friday night shadow lady version one back in the day was like oh hello stranger in a strange door what does that door lead to (laughs) so so i start chatting with this person like i walk backwards and um turns out it's a music venue called the lost church and it's in the mission and he's talking to me about like some really good lyricists and artists that are playing this evening and like I have somewhere to be and he wasn't like selling too hard which I prefer and um he asked me if I wanted to take a peek so I did and I was just like wow this is super cool Reminds me of maybe like a music venue back in Brooklyn. And uh, yeah, I changed my plans. And I definitely was... (laughs) It's Friday night, so I had like... um, It's Friday night. I also had a resurgence of Bumble tonight. So I've been like talking to people all day today. (laughs) And I had like a Bumble date like meet up with me. And he brought his friend and Yeah, and his friend was like, wasted rock star wasted oh my goodness and the artists were so good and i just wanted to like kick this guy out and be like dude go home you're about to become an embarrassment (laughs) to yourself and mostly to the people on stage but anyway nothing against them i saw flashbacks of how i used to be when I would watch my friends' shows and be that drunk girl eating like raisin nets really loudly. Wait, is this at the church? 
the lost church and was it christian or was it no actually it's not i think it's um is it a real church or it's just called lost church it's pagan (laughs) pagan idol y'all pagan idol (laughs) it's not but um it's just a music venue and it's not affiliated with any religion if anything it's probably more like music is their religion or there is no religion but yeah so that was my evening cool what is that sound do you guys hear that the high-pitched buzzing yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we had that last time yeah that's what i was telling you okay. oh no but my sister's saying that they can hear us 100 percent. let me just see just ask if they can hear the high pitch buzzing yeah. instead of texting <laughs> oh saying. oh i could just ask yeah. all of them well my a couple of my <laughs> adoring fans who listen to this show have not indicated that there's any high pitch buzzing but i do hear it and it was on the last show yep so sorry folks you know we're <clears throat> we're just getting hold of this and we'll ask uh the illustrious pam some questions <laughs> when um yeah they can hear a little noise yeah Okay, we'll we'll figure this out. We had this last time too. Hold on. Um, you, Shadow Lady, just keep going. I'm busy. I'm massaging my tooth. <laughs> well, I'm still like, wait. So your date brought his drunk friend along? Is that? Yeah, like that's... he. I, I think he was like they were hanging out. Yeah. In the same neighborhood already, because I told him um, we we're chatting about how we both play tennis. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, tennis. I'm like, let's play. And he seems like he's really good. And that's what you want. Like, if you want to improve, you want to play with somebody better than you. Right. And, um, yeah, so I gave him all the details because the, the show was about to start. And I shut my phone off because I'm, I'm sober now. And that's what you do right. <laughs> when a show is about to start. You give your undivided attention. And then during the break, like I checked my phone and he was like, wow, this is amazing. And then like they apparently had left. I was like, what? <laughs> if it's amazing, like why did you guys leave? It sounds stupid. So I texted him and I was like, hey, I'll meet you outside uh, since it was still the break. And I saw in the messages before that he was like, hey, I'm bringing my friend. Is that OK? And like, I don't care. I've never met these people. Right. Right. So that's good that's like more money for this uh music venue because places like that it's so hard for them to stay open right and yeah his friend came and you know how millennials are nobody carries cash (laughs) (laughs) and because i am not drunk anymore i wasn't like i got you i'm like no dude you pay for your own way right (laughs) So apparently they had bought tickets online, which is great. But his friend, his best friend, was super worried because they couldn't find like the name on the list. And he only had a $20 bill in his wallet. And he was like, but then if I pay for the tour, I can't buy a drink. And I was just like, I started laughing. I'm like, I, I'll get you a drink. <laughs> but then the guy at the door was like, wow. It's really sad. I'll get you a drink. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, you know, once again, no judgment. Those used to be my problems, too. I'm like, well, how am I going to drink? 
Good thing I'm a cute girl. <laughs> Nobody ever bought me drinks. Come on. No, never. I was they not a girl. They buy you drinks now. They they do actually. <laughs> now that you don't drink. I get lots of five dollar water, bitches. You're so hydrated. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what about you? Um, I'm still troubleshooting this thing, but uh, okay. So, <clears throat> what about me? About people buying me drinks? You know what? Are you buying no, people on drinks? That note, yeah, or... actually, because I can talk about anything. Because <laughs> um, uh, that's my reputation. Jay Quellen. Shit talker. Yeah. Shadow Lady's the shit talker. Jay Quellen just knows how to spit on the mic. So, the thing about. The thing about uh, buying drinks and stuff. So, you know what's happened? Like the people I hang out with, all my friends, you know, where we used to buy rounds for each other, spend hundreds of dollars, split bottle service, you know, whatever, right? Sure. Like, those are the people that I see if I do go out on rare occasion, Mm -hmm. you know, on a rare occasion that I find myself at a bar. Usually it's for some special occasion or whatever. And, you know, they buy me my ENAB. Have we talked about ENABs on the show? I I have no idea what that is. ENABs are equally attractive non-alcoholic beverages. ENABs. Wow, that's new. We learned that in college, the college that I won't name, um, but uh, we called them ENABs. I don't know if any of our other listeners went to colleges that use the term ENABs. Yeah, But um, I haven't. So I'm always on the hunt for ENABs when I'm out to nice dinner or at a cocktail lounge like Trick Dog or something. You're mm-hmm. starting. I think we talked about this last time, but there's a whole zero proof movement, and um, those are enabs, right? Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, my friends are always like uh, at dinner. Typically, um, say I have something small to eat. Everybody'd ordered ordered a ton of booze and food. They're like, "Oh, don't worry about it, man. You know, you didn't get anything to drink." I'm like, "Yeah, that's right." And then. Meaning that I didn't have to pay anything. That's great. And then when they're ordering... When so, are you guys going out? Uh, excuse me, Shadow Lady. Um, just kidding. <laughs> so then um, when we go out, they're like, oh, what do you want? And they just get it for me, you know? Like uh, a fun ENAB, mocktail, zero proof. Zero proof is the cool thing now. Is it because your tab is cheap now? Yeah, my tab is cheap. I'm only getting like one drink. But typically, yeah, I like to get something like uh, refreshing, sugary, you know, grapefruit or um, yeah, anything like that. Virgin mojito, grapefruit. I appreciate it when there are a lot of um, nice places, restaurants and bars that get it. And they have bartenders that are, you know, astute mixologists and they have friends inevitably who don't drink or they don't drink. And so they... They give you a knowing, knowing sort of nod. And also on that note, I'm, I'm always like, too, I say, like, I was at a nice dinner with my colleagues uh, on Wednesday night that I organized at this really mm-hmm. nice uh, Michelin-starred restaurant, y'all. Michelin, Michelin, Michelin. And, and... Uh, and yeah, they're laughing. So not pretentious at all. A pretentious <laughs> AF, y'all. Everything's coming out. The truth. Oh, humility. That's fine. And so check this out. We were at this place, and um, I was like, uh, "Oh yeah, get me, um, 
get me like a zero. Well, my colleagues who learn zero proof from me, they're like trolling me. They're like, oh yeah, get him a zero proof. Don't you have zero proof on the, on the menu? And, and, uh, I was like, yeah, that'd be great. Something refreshing, your choice. No bitters. I always say no bitters. You don't like bitters. Because bitters have alcohol in it. You know, right? What? Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. And to our listeners. Drank them as a teenager. Don't don't Uh trip. Don't trip. Bitters, highly concentrated out of the vial. Yes, they have alcohol. When it's a drop from a dropper of a bitter into a cocktail, don't worry about it. Okay? Don't worry about it. But I just say that just, you know, uh, just to be straight up. That being said, I mean, we can talk about, you know, that's a, I mean, you guys got to keep me on topic and I'm going to meander, but that opens up as Shadow Lady looks on her phone, that opens up another topic, which is kombucha, right? Kombucha has um, uh, a small percentage of alcohol in it. It depends. They don't have to publish the amount. And I know it's been embroiled in some controversy that like uh, some organizations or states are starting to regulate um kombucha sales to, to minors to yeah. kids and stuff there are some kombuchas that actually have high alcohol oh, yeah? content yes oh, you can you can that. get yeah. like turn up on kombucha Turnt. and i think that could cause like some confusion because normally like when you think of that drink you think like healthy and oh, then yeah. and then you can like start thinking to yourself or you're like oh well if i'm getting drunk at least like i'm getting drunk in a healthy way just like these like water beers are <laughs> like <laughs> This, I, I like hung out with some new friends and they were all drinking claw and they're like, Oh, would you like one? I'm like, what is that? And it's the alcoholic water. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So my sister's just texting me about that on the topic. Uh-huh. Um, she says, she loves it. She says, first of all, no one gets <laughs> well, drunk off like kombucha. <laughs> okay. And then she says at the bachelorette party that she was at, everyone was drinking truly's. They're spiked sparkling water. It's horrible. Uh, why would they adulterate sparkling water like that? That's from her. Uh, my my partner has a fridge full of that truly oh, shit sneeze, that he alternates sneeze. with White Claw. Wow. Because <laughs> like, so he thought the beer was making him fat. So he was like, I'm going to switch to alcoholic water because clearly so is drinking he not less fat is anymore? an option. Actually, he's lost weight. Nice. So I don't know. He's like, a conscientious drinker. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, anyway. <laughs> it's like, there is an alternative. It's called drinking less. But, you know, sometimes that just can't be done. Yeah. Well, what, what was that like part in the, <clears throat> in the book again? Like you alternate and then right what? you drink, you drink what, what is it? it yeah it's like you drink rum instead of yeah was, someone oh, you um, switch from brandy to someone like was reading that uh, one of our one of our friends uh was yeah. reading that at a meeting or on no one it was of these on, programs. The show last on the show week. yeah it was yeah. here switching from brandy taking a trip not taking a trip uh going to health farms and sanitariums what's a health farm yep that's the one i want to go to a health farm I, I feel like farm too. they had it so easy a hundred years ago. Them white boys, them white boys could do whatever they want. They still do. They could. Yeah. Them white boys could be like uh, getting trashed, uh, lose their job, ask for it back, get the job back, get the pension. You know. Yeah. I just got fired. What? Yeah. Like, when? What? 
Well, I mean, when I was like oh. using and stuff. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant. Like, no, I think you got you, you got oh, fired recently funny. too, right? I did. <laughs> you also got fired. As sober. you laugh. Hey. I wasn't emotionally sober. All right. As I was like so angry, I almost Smotional. ate this mic. <laughs> Nice. I I think I need to wear like a mouth guard because tonight. Spit teeth. Uh. When I'm debating, do I leave so I can get into the club for ten dollars and then go to a different club, or do I just hang out here and go to the different club? Madison sucked into a different club. Madison. Which which club are you going to first? Why don't you walk us through your plan? So I was gonna try and go to Monarch and get in for ten dollars before eleven p.m. Mm -hmm. because I actually think the DJ at Monarch is gonna be good. Who's a DJ? It's this guy Sizak. I think that's how you say it. He's on Dirty Bird, and I think it's gonna be Tech House. I like Tech House. I listened to him a bit on Spotify the other day. Mm -hmm. Standard Dirty Bird, whatever. Were you feeling it? I was feeling it, but then there's this kid I met, and he told me about this trance show, and they're playing Psytrance, and I kind of want to go hear some Psytrance, but Psytrance can be a little bit much all night. So I was thinking I'd split between the two clubs. But at the end of the day, if I go to F8 first and go to Monarch after, I'll just end up paying $10 more. So it's not like the end of the world. And you guys are cooler than hanging out at Monarch at 11 o'clock. And I also kind of wanted to suss out and see if there were any pretty people at the club. But, you know. Yeah. Madison's Motives. We should have a, a section of the show what? called Madison's Motives. Oh, do, I do, like do, this. Do, 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 do. It's time for Madison's Motives. My motives are never wholesome. Something that we say. self-centered. Something that we say in the program. There's all these, yeah, I don't know, sayings or aphorisms or cliches. One of them is uh, learning about our motives and intentions. Right. I've never heard that. Um, so doing four and five is meant to uh, unearth our motives and intentions for doing things, you mm -hmm. know, right? Looking at patterns. Lately, I've been hearing from maybe sponsees or other people who have recognized patterns. And I'm really amazed. I'm like, shoot, man, I, it took me a million years to recognize something or I'm still in denial about most of my patterns. Yeah. You know, I have my head in the sand. But um, four and five is essential to change our behavior. You yeah. know? But back to Madison's motives. Mostly Madison's motives tonight are, are that she wants to dance because I've had such a better time now that I've just been focusing on dancing when I'm going out. Like, I feel like that's gotten me back to center again, too. It's not getting distracted by people and just focusing on the reason I go out, which is to connect with the spirit of the universe and feel the vibe and get some exercise and dance. And I've been having a better time and I've been in a better mood and I don't know. I've been, yeah. I think we should do a dance video. Oh my God. That would be amazing. <laughs> Can we do that? Hey, when <laughs> we went out amazing. that one day, there was actually a guy taking a video of us <laughs> there was i've been Can trying we to, try to find that i've been trying to figure out how to find it online yeah i don't know i guess i could email the i don't know if it was the moon boots if yes. he was with the dj that was filming us or if he was with i don't the, know it was a legit camera too it was yeah i remember my my friend that was visiting um shout out texas creepers what oh no the guy videotaping you no that was his no, job yeah he was like i think it was oh, actually he for was... like promotional video right he was okay 
Yeah, he wasn't like some dude with a phone, like an iPhone or Today whatever. at, at volunteering, um, they were doing some promotional shit. What? I mean, I won't go into all the details. Volunteering but, where? But um, yeah, somewhere where I volunteer, they were doing promos. So they brought in all these ringers, you know, who look good. And they put me in the back. Fuck that. Hey. <laughs> they put me in the back and brought out the beautiful ringers to the front so they could get the photo shoots for their photo op. It really is nobody puts baby in the corner today. <laughs> nobody like, puts Jay Quellen in the corner. Jay Quellen. Okay, back to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so did you drink a Red Bull? <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. This is just me on fire. You know, that's one thing people say. They say, uh, they'll say like, and people have said it to me here occasionally, and people say it about, you're on fire. You know, I guess it's like, it's from the, you're on fire for the Lord, you know, right? And it's, it's come over into AA parlance, like you're on fire for the program. But I suppose you're on fire doesn't have to just be Christian and AA. What if you're literally on fire? <laughs> oh. I say hopefully not. But I totally hijacked whatever you guys were talking about. Sorry, go back to it. You were taking a video. and No, then... now, now I'm on a different like train of thought and I'm thinking of like have I ever gotten myself on fire but actually I do have a story about one of my really good best friends wow we're best friends and he's really good best friends like what does that mean <laughs> he's extra well it's like you're not just my BF you're my BFF <laughs> oh that would make him super happy I gotta tell him to like listen to this but I used to be a bartender and um my friends would come through and visit me at the bar. And since he was like my good best friend, <laughs> mm -hmm. I, uh, I would give him like these, um, free shots or free drinks. And one of them was, uh, I would light Bacardi 151 on mm -hmm. fire. Yeah. And <laughs> this, this said good best friend did not blow it up before he took the shot. So that fire was on his face. Oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> and I had it on video. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, Jay Quellen, literally on fire. Yeah. Friend was okay. Bacardi one fifty one is we, very um, highly we would, flammable. Uh, we would have major the the place I went to school was basically like even though there were a lot of nerds, it was a wet campus. It might have changed since, but we we had like big budgets to throw parties and um there were rules about well if you have if you're throwing a party and it's all undergrads and stuff, you have to have one third of the drinks have to be enabs and jamba juice had this relationship we'd always have jamba juice or tampico remember tampico it's no, like the fake juice it's it. like a latin brand of like fake juice um so we'd have a ton of tampico but anyways that's beside the point um we would uh we would go out on the balcony and i, I never did this but i had a a resident when I was staff who would blow Bacardi 151 out over the balcony and light it on fire. And he was breathing fire. Wow. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. Party trick. Party trick. This is all just like Scott. Please listen to, um, comedy bang bang with Scott Ackerman guys, please shadow lady in medicine, because that show is all about characters. People do characters. 
So it's like we could just get into like some characters and do voices and tell stories. <laughs> <laughs> and have a sleepover uh, and then a pillow nope, fight. Nope. Nope. Can we buy Twizzlers? Because I always used to get Twizzlers at sleepovers. I'm, I'm down with that plan. <laughs> Makeovers. I do want to go to a, um, I want to get a manicure. I want to be pampered. Is Wait, that too much to that, ask? Is that the name of the place? Because I heard you say, I want to go to manicure. Or do you no, mean I like wanna you want to get, get a manicure? I does not know how to speak. <laughs> you kind of wake me out. <laughs> Pedicures especially wake me out. How come? I don't know. That whole foot bath thing, it's kind of dodgy. Like, uh, not feeling it. You got to go to the places where they actually put plastic. Yeah. So it's like, uh, it's protection for the... Uh, pedicure bowl <laughs> so they actually put like plastic <laughs> over it so it's more hygienic Sounds hygienic sketch. i know there's like a place i think in albany that they actually have sinks kind of in the floor which like is less wiggy but i have gross feet myself so uh, everybody else would want their feet and stuff after my feet were there totally right. off topic yeah. let's stop that let's move on I, I think you should show us <laughs> psych it's a joke yeah it's friday night let's have fun you're if you just joined us uh, and you're it's not sad that you just joined us at this hour on friday night it's we're very happy that you did if you did um and uh you're listening to high spirits with our intern shadow lady our regular guest madison and me, your host, co-host usually with our co-host who's missing today, uh, your main host today, Jay Quellen. So you're listening to High Spirits on MutinyRadio.fm. And if you'd like to call in, we love getting callers. The phone number is 415-550-0511. You're listening to High Spirits on MutinyRadio.fm, 415-550-0511. <laughs> as we all wait with bated yeah, breath for somebody to phone I'm, I'm just gonna keep saying the number i mean you know what it's free speech radio i can do whatever i want with this time i could just repeat that number for two hours and that would be fine who cares um i do this is my creative outlet nobody puts jay quellen in a corner so let us uh into what happened stop doing that lock thing put that down why it's making noise yeah he's the the yeah. line is literally very noisy you can hear it now more it's it never left yeah i wonder what's going on the... sorry for that guys we can't figure it out i don't know if previous shows have been going through that Maybe my sister said that she wasn't annoyed by it when we we're talking it's not a big deal but my other friend dr chuck said that it's annoying yeah i think it depends i have no idea like um so i just feel like the show must go on um, if you put the music on in the background, well, I mean, does it get rid my of it? super technical co-host, who's very technical and has a background in radio, I mean, it happened to, to all of us last uh, Friday. Yeah. So I don't feel as bad if it's happening to us right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fine. I was just trying to say, like, I'm gonna make noise if you plan to tell the phone number for the next two hours oh gotcha it's ladies night um i'm just gonna be doing non-sequiturs let's talk about sobriety this show is ostensibly about sobriety it's where we talk to interesting people who have 
differing relationships with alcohol and I guess drugs, but you know, this is an, this is an alcohol centric program or not. I'm just being bratty me today. Just totally bratty. Um, although so far, I mean, we all have very similar perspectives, so yeah. So this show is ostensibly about recovery, about people's relationship to alcohol and substances, our experiences, our experience, strength and hope, random topics. Then we devolve into, you know, race and gender and politics. Hopefully not politics, really. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's going bananas right now. I'm trying to, like, offshore my money to the Philippines. <laughs> Whoa. What do you really? What do you mean? Are you, like, using Coinbase or Bitcoin? Or no, 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 no. Just, bank transfer? Mm, I, I just recently, I mean, this is probably very, very, like elementary but i just learned that if the dollar is strong and i transfer money over to the philippines i get more pesos <laughs> okay yeah that's and very, i was like whoa very mind blown good learning like why have i not been doing this this is how i'm gonna save my money right when the dollar is strong and I got to catch that wave because I don't know what's going to happen. Right. The with... trick is converting it back, though. Oh, no. I'll just start, like, my business or oh. whatever You want to spend it in the Philippines. Yes. Oh. Yeah, then, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, the business that I'll do here in the U.S., I will have investors. I'll use their money. Use nice. their U.S. dollars. But for my U.S. dollars. Yeah, make it work. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I always like, I wonder, well, actually, we have some experts on this, but I, I do wonder, I'm confused about like, when money transfers between countries, aren't there taxes and fees and things like that? Like, I, you can't just move depends. money from like... It, so there are, there are, you can have taxable foreign currency gains and losses, and it just, it depends. I mean, for most people, if it's personal, like when you're traveling, you're never going to pay tax on your foreign currency gain or loss. But if you're actually trading currency, then yeah. It's well, no, taxable. what I mean is like, okay, let's say, okay, let's say I'm uh, Chinese. You know, so many Chinese buyers of mm -hmm. real estate in, in uh, California and the San Francisco. Um, well, they say they're pulling money out of China into, to invest in the U.S., I can't believe that that transfer has no implications because I learned from from another person in another country. I don't want to give out specifics. I guess it doesn't matter that there are tax implications if they pull out, quote, too much money. Well, so so the United States is kind of different in that we don't have currency controls, right? But like there are countries, for example, India, you can only take out so much money if it's not for a business purpose. It's just like it's the law. And I think China also has currency controls. So there's a number of countries that you cannot, as a private citizen, just move your money out of the country whenever you want. Like you need to comply with those regulations. But from a U.S. perspective, they don't care. You can move your money wherever. The only thing is there's that whole thing that transfers over $10,000 are reported. Yeah. And that's just to track terrorist funding. That has no tax implications well, whatsoever. Let me ask you this. So, so um, let's say just <laughs> thanks. By the way, if you guys. I might sound like hey, a valley girl, but I'm not that dumb. So, by the way, if you didn't figure it out, um, Madison, Madison's Corner, Madison also doubles as an expert in various complicated tax 
laws and transactions. I'll leave it at that because I don't want to divulge too much, but she's an expert on all kinds of things. So Madison, um, I'm also wondering like, well, okay. So then here's, so that's good to know. I mean, I've been ignorant, but let's say I have monies in banks in different countries, right? Mm -hmm. The U S government, the IRS is supposed to know about those holdings, right? Yes. So that's where the trouble would arise is like if I have that money over there and nobody knows about it and I pull it out into my accounts, that can raise a red flag, right? Somehow? Well, so the theory, in it used to be easier to park your money and not have the government know, but pretty much all countries are sharing in these agreements now that everybody's giving data about everybody's getting everybody's bank info essentially and it's Jeez. mostly to avoid income tax cheating and the from the u.s perspective the irs doesn't care where your money is as long as you pay income tax on any earnings right so if you have it in a swiss account and you're earning interest and you're paying u.s tax on it they don't care and you can move it back there's no there's no tax inherent in moving your money from one country to another from a u.s perspective oh but the where you get in trouble is if you're not paying tax on the earnings that are in those foreign accounts and then if the total balance of all of your foreign accounts exceeds ten thousand U.S. dollars any time during the year. You need to file this form called a foreign bank account report. If the total value of your foreign assets, which actually includes stocks and a whole bunch of things, exceeds various thresholds depending on your filing status and whether you live in the U.S. or outside of the U.S., you need to report it. And failure to do either of those reports can result in substantial penalties. One form, it's just a ten thousand dollar penalty. But the FBAR, you can lose up to with interest and penalties, you can end up losing more than a hundred percent of the value of the account if you don't report it. So. Wow. Wow. So yeah. total confiscation. Right. And it used to be that none of this was reported. There was no sharing in between governments. But it was, I want to say it was 2006. It was a while back. It was when I was starting my career. But in 2006, they started this whole thing called FATCA, which is the Foreign Tax Act Compliance something. I don't even know. We just call it FATCA. I don't even know what fat it stands cats. for. It's yeah. for the fat cats that yeah. are fleecing me. Well, as part of FATCA, <laughs> the IRS and the U.S. <laughs> government entered into all these international agreements with various countries. And those countries, like I have clients now that get the equivalent of a 1099, but it's from a Swiss bank. Yeah. And you used to never see that, like trying to get Swiss bank information even for clients, it's their own accounts. Half the time, the Swiss bankers wouldn't talk to them and tell them what's in it. And you're trying to report. And you're like, I just want to know how much money this person made. Like, give them their account information. But but now... And I was actually at a really interesting... Sorry, I could talk about... I'm such a geek. I, but I'm learning. This is yeah. valid. I don't know. We will, we will I was cut at you really, off yeah, at some point. I was at a really interesting conference a while back um, for high net worth planning in any case. <clears throat> and they one of the speakers was talking about how it really is getting next to impossible for people to hide their money and hide their assets just because countries are cooperating. And it's partly because the United States isn't the only country that has problems with people not reporting their income. In fact, the United States actually has a pretty good collection rate. You yeah. compare countries like Italy and like, um, India, India. China. And I know there was this whole thing in Indonesia where the, they were requiring people to suddenly report all their assets and people were wow. freaking out and moving assets into other people's names because they didn't want to, they didn't want the government to know they hadn't paid income tax for years on stuff. So, yeah. I mean, every, every government has an interest in knowing where their citizens are or their residents' money are so that they can collect income tax on it. Yeah. And again, that's, I would argue that's sort of the bigger, from a U.S. point of view, it's 
the income tax side. And obviously, if you're moving your money around and you're a terrorist, they care about that. But I don't deal with those people. So I don't know the rules around that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Don't know everything about FinCEN, but whatever. So that sounds awesome. I have more questions than I'll ask you offline. By the way, thanks for getting <laughs> yeah. me to file my taxes this year, and we won't go into further details on that. Madison's Corner. Hey, We're going to have Madison's yeah. Corner, too, where Madison just talks a bunch of tax speak. Yeah, people can call in and ask me their international oh, tax yeah. questions. It'll be awesome. Okay. Yeah. Any of our listeners, <laughs> if you have any international tax questions tax questions just call in our number is 415-550-0511 and madison will answer your questions man so based on that it's like i gotta i need to i've just been like i got some money in some different places you know no not really i think i have i probably have a thousand dollars in what somewhere foreign okay and i've been like scared to it's less to than touch, 10 grand to touch the money yeah, and you know it's funny back, like too like i think about like oh my god it's like i think i feel like i've had this crazy stuff in my head i think okay i go somewhere international and i imagine coming back and you have to declare stuff right and i just think like okay if i have like let's just say i have a hundred thousand dollars in some other country and I want to bring it back into the U.S. So I empty that bank account, get cash, wear it on me, okay, right? And just go there and I just have to say, hey, I have $100,000. Yeah. But I won't get taxed or shook down or they won't ask where it's from. No. Well, they might ask you where it's from because, again, the whole thing with reporting where the money's coming from, that is a, that's an anti-terrorism thing. And actually, this foreign bank account report where the value is more than $10,000, that's not an income tax thing. That originally was put in place, I want to say, in the 60s or 70s in order to supposedly find terrorist money because because <laughs> if you're like a, a terrorist <laughs> you're totally going to report to but, the US government how much money you have in your foreign accounts but you know this this like sounds like a crock of shit it's totally this terrorist true. tracking well, no, bullshit well no and you know who actually got hit with this, an f bar penalty is Paul Manafort like uh, who is that for people um, that don't know me oh my god <laughs> he look let's yeah. you know wait, no no i mean this is a good Come on, two more minutes. Who is he? He was like a Trump advisor that was doing a bunch of shady stuff and like campaign finance kind of behind the scenes, yeah. whatever, whatever. And when they went and investigated him, one of the penalties they tacked on that everybody in the tax world thought was really funny is this foreign bank account report penalty because you, it's one of these things that like, if you're doing bad stuff, they'll slap you with this penalty. They rarely go after ordinary people, like mm -hmm. just average tax cheats. Mm -hmm. Like they're usually like going after somebody that's high profile, that's done a bunch of bad stuff. Mm. And then they're like, oh, and by the way. Here's a huge penalty because you didn't file this form. Ah, so, so, so. That's probably fine because ah, they so. don't pay taxes anyway. Right. <laughs> With all their loopholes and chari charitable donations and, I don't know, whatever other things they try all to... Right. This is depressing me, guys. Why? Because I'm poor. So oh. I... And stupid, poor and dumb. So I don't want to talk about this anymore. Yes, well, um, yeah. But uh, no, no, thanks. Yes, we this agree. Is... You're poor and stupid. Yeah. So... Hey, there's a song. All you have is this it... show. Nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> this is all I have, guys. Jay Quellen out. Um, so 
Let's do characters. I'm going to do a character for the rest of the show. My my sister loves to do characters too. I might. Uh, she said she. I said she should call in, and she said no. Um, but um, no, I was going to. Oh yeah, you know that song that was like a summer anthem a couple of years ago. It was like young, dumb, and broke. Yes. Young, dumb, broke high school kids. Yeah. I missed that young, dumb, broke. You don't know it. No idea. Now I'm like, now I'm like, That's I used you're to be not dumb young, and broke. I used to be young, just young. I used to be young, smart, rich. Now I'm old, dumb, broke. <laughs> I think you should give yourself more credit. Yeah. I'm Maybe not, do some step work I'm so just, you can love yourself. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I'm just, uh, trying to hide my identity through various lies and, and, um, I'm actually a very powerful, influential San Francisco socialite <laughs> that will remain anonymous because I dominate the tech industry and I don't want anyone to know my true identity. You're a tech bro, bro. <laughs> no. Um, so crushing. You know what? We sparkling should do, water. Let's do characters on one of the shows where we all adopt like personas from like San Francisco type stereotype characters. Like, like I'm a burner. Oh, it's Burning Man, y'all. And then somebody else. Wait, will be like, aren't oh, I'm you a, going? Hey, I'm a tech bro. And then somebody will be like, I'm gay. <laughs> Excuse um, me. LGBTQ. R code. There's an I on that now. LGBT QR code I. What is the I? Does um, anyone know? Well, there's, I mean, there's intersex. Oh. I don't know if it's that. But... I thought I was investigating. <laughs> oh, inqu- inquisitive. <laughs> investigating. Um, I've, I, it's interesting. Like, yeah, I have a lot more friends by virtue of living and working in the city. I, um, I have a lot, I have more friends than I ever would have even living anywhere else in the Bay Area who are who would identify as LGBTQ etc. So I really don't know much too much about all of it. But hey, I'm an ally. <laughs> Dead air. <Yeah. laughs> I guess I hey, am too. Hey, I'm such no, a. No, I was just thinking that I don't. Ha- I don't know. My friends aren't that diverse. Well, okay, hold on. I just want to jump into that. Through the recovery scene, yeah. I slash we we have met a lot of. I've met people that um, I wouldn't uh, have met otherwise who are uh, in that sexual diversity, I suppose, if that's appropriate. I don't know if that's right to say, but um, give yourself a pat on the back as an ally. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll pat myself. I consider myself an ally. I try. I'm sure I say some insensitive stuff sometimes, but it's not because I mean to. Come on, let's get some angry civil rights activists on the phone here that are listening to us. 415-550-0511. How much shit do I have to talk to get you on the air? <laughs> I haven't talked any shit. I'm actually scared. I'm, I'm scared. Why are you if this scared? Gets like, this is going to get recorded. And then later when we're huge, somebody <laughs> will go back and find this and they'll be like, that guy wanted to talk a bunch of shit, but he didn't. All um, you have to do is to say that you never said it, even if there's a blatant proof. Oh, you know what's cool? No, nobody knows who I am. Jay Quellen. Um, so I know who you, you oh, are. Shit. You guys better not betray me. <laughs> and I know where you live. So, okay, let's think about... That's true. So, guys, um, getting back to ostensibly what this show is ostensibly about... Um, I'm just thinking about a few things maybe from this week that are recovery related. By the way, if you're just joining us, this is High Spirits. 
high on Mutiny High Spirits on MutinyRadio.fm. And you've got Shadow Lady, Intern, Madison, and myself, Jake Wellen. We're missing our co-host, whose nickname I do not know. I hope our co-host is listening right now. And if he is, please call in. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're like, you're not off the hook. Um, I called in when I wasn't here. (laughs) I would have called in, but it was so loud. Oh, my God. Oh, you should call in one time when you're at a rave and so we can just hear the noise. Oh, yeah. I thought about calling from the Midway last week, but it was so loud. Midway. It was so young. Oh, my God. It was so young. I was with a friend who's young, like young, young in their mid-20s. Young, young, young. And they were like, this is a young crowd. (laughs) Like people were, young. I don't know, yeah. Young, dumb, and broke. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> young, dumb, broke, raving kids. <laughs> so, okay. So, getting back to recovery, guys. I hope somebody's listening to this. <laughs> um, if we help just one person, right? if we help one person get and st- if we help one person stay yeah. sober for one minute tonight, we have done our jobs. I hope we don't drink. Or sorry, wow, that was a slip. Yeah, that's cool. I was gonna say, I hope we don't like have we don't push people to drink. Oh, I don't care about that. <laughs> There's the nothing. Show. Hey, I can't. Uh, oh, I see what you're Apparently saying. Apparently, myself, I'm like. <laughs> oh no, you're good. Pretty <laughs> slip. You're immune. You're cured. Um, so, but that did remind Thanks. me that like um, we. Oh yeah, that got me thinking. You know, another aphorism or concept. Concept is like. You know what? If nobody's listening to us or if people are listening to us and they're not staying sober, I mean, it doesn't matter. We have all kinds of listeners with all kinds of relationships with alcohol and substances, but we're staying sober, guys, through what we're doing. That's true. And I won't say that that's all that matters, but that's a major principle in the program that by doing service, we stay sober. So recently I heard... Are some comedy people still out there? Um, recently, I heard, you know, that that saying that you hear a lot, which is like a sponsor telling a sponsee, like, thank you. You're helping me more than I'm helping you. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to be like super serious, but but I guess it's true. It's true because I don't really think about that a lot, honestly. And I don't say thanks to like, I, I appreciate like my sponsees courage and dedication, you know, when they're working steps and meeting regularly and, um, that kind of thing. I really admire it. And I also feel really proud to be part of it, part of their sobriety, but I don't really think too much explicitly about that. It's helping me. Although of course I know that, um, on some level or when I take a step back, but I don't think I ever thank anybody uh, for that. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. I probably do. Shadow Lady. Well, that's another thing in what we're taught is gratitude is super important. That the other way that you get to keep what you got for free is by passing it on to the next person. So True that. I think that that relationship that you form with people that you are teaching like the best way to learn is to teach wow and that's just like that's a good point across the board you know i hadn't put heard it actually put like that um but i have heard that saying of course but i guess that's what we're doing and that's a good point because um excuse me that's a good point because um that that this comes up once in a while and i definitely would would share that 
I'm not going to read this book on my own. Yeah. Let me tell you. Totally. I am amazed. Like our literature has stories that, that even in working with others, they say, put the book in a conspicuous place where the man might, where your prospect, your man might find it in his home. I could be getting some things wrong, but something to that effect. And like, tell him to read it uh, and come to you when he's ready. And I'm like, what the hell? If somebody gave me that book, I and I would not read it. And especially no. if I wasn't going to come in and I didn't know anything about the program or getting sober. And the reason I read it, the first 164 pages, is because of all the things unfolding, the desperation and then getting the solution. But then people connecting with a sponsor who met with me weekly. So we read it together because we sat in his living room and he read a little bit, then I read, then he read, then I read, and we met weekly and that's how we did it. I wasn't going to do it on my own. He did, he and I would do this with sponsees too, is like give a reading assignment like, okay, go read that chapter and let's talk about it after. So it's like a little reading assignment. Um, And when I was right there fresh, I was, you know, commuting to work and I, I, every minute of my life was accounted for. I was just in step with reality. It just had to be that way. I wish it was like that now. Um, I have glimpses of that. But I just wanted to say that I would, instead of reading, I would find the section of the big book that I needed to read on YouTube because I think there are people reading it on YouTube. I think that's what I did. Yeah, that's what I did, like an audio book on YouTube. Uh, so it's out there. And I would listen to that and then years like a year later or years later i'm reading it with a sponsee or i am in a book study i haven't been going to i haven't really found a book study here in san francisco but that i go to but i would be in a book study and we'd read it and i'm like holy shit i never actually read that really i listened to that on audio wait you i've know? i've gone to like I think I go regularly to book study oh, meetings. What, oh, yeah. You don't have to tell me. But uh, tell me offline what book studies... Uh, are they women's or, or mixed? Mixed. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. You'll have to tell me offline because I'm looking for... I'm always interested. I have a good schedule, but I'm always interested in a book study. Um, there is a book study that I know about, but it's all like... It's actually like five minutes from my house and I do go in a pinch, but it's like a lot of old people. No offense, y'all. <laughs> no judgment there whatsoever. No judgment. That's what I want. Your thirty years Look of sobriety. For the similarities, not the differences. Hey, if you wanna find some, uh, what stick with the winners and and find someone who has what you want, now. and then work with that person, and that's how it's gonna work. True story, bro. It is true. It is true though, because I'm the opposite like i'm a bleeding heart so i always like try to help the the least favorable person jesus and christ yeah man that that's <laughs> that's your ministry uh oh i was almost gonna say it your takes name. you down that's your ministry yeah. shadow lady yeah no you know what yeah, oh i see what you're saying gave me some really good advice when i had someone that i was close to and things got to a point where i really didn't know what to do about it and i was trying to be there and i was trying to be selfless and i was trying to do all the things the program tells us to do and my sponsor was like i've seen people come in they are cray cray and they take people down with them Mm -hmm. don't let that happen to you and it's okay to cut contact with this person like you need to do that to protect yourself to stay sober yourself and like it's not about being selfish it's not about not 
having the hand of a there whenever people want it. It's legitimately about protecting your sobriety and taking care of yourself. And, and that's yeah. also Thanks, like Madison. enabling good, yeah. in a way. Yeah. You know, because like if they're acting mm-hmm. in a in a certain way where it needs to be a professional helping exactly. them. And the I think the book has language that's like a nurse for your sprees, right? So it's like, if we're just, like you said, enabling, if we're just like continuing to indulge this mm-hmm. person who's not willing to to do the work or for whatever reason, you know, that's tragic or selfish or whatever, uh, then we're nursing their spree or something. I don't know. I'm not saying it right, but no, well, Madison people, had it right. Yeah, some yeah. people just legit like... Shadow Lady said, I mean, they have mental illnesses that I am not. Oh, yeah. Qualified. I am not a psychologist. Yeah. I'm not totally. a psychiatrist. I cannot help. Like, Indeed. I just can't. They need real professional help, and that's mm-hmm. not me. And I need professional help. And me not help. being able to give it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make me a bad person. No, we're not qualified. Or not a good AA or not being, No, no not at all. And, like, I, I can speak about this because I went through it. Like I had a nervous breakdown because of my using and abuse and I needed professional help. So I was brought to the hospital against my will. I was hardcore badass 5150. Wow, really? Heck yeah. We're getting Shadow Lady's story. I'm getting a tattoo 5150 on my shoulder. Really? No. <laughs> Maybe like a temporary one, but <laughs> yeah. I was like really? Not a real uh, one. I saw like, an yeah, ad. I, well, yeah, I only had the one night in the psych ward and that was not fun. JCC or whatever it is, the John James community, whatever the hell. Whoop, don't want to be there. Not fun. But they do have cool blue foam furniture. Uh, what are you talking about? This, there's a psych ward over in Oakland that oh. I got to spend a night in because no way, really, guys. It's wow. fun. Damn. Yeah, it's super fun. It was kn- very girl interrupted, but I was oh only there my for like gosh. twelve hours. You're right. Can can I get a high five? Because <laughs> I love that movie. Um, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I never got that kind of attention and care. I think you need to go. This is Jake Welland. <laughs> um, no, I want to go to a health farm in a sanitarium, just kick back and drink if lemonade. If they do your intake and you do all your voices, they'll be like... <laughs> yeah. I got suffering. so many voices. I got so many voices, y'all. So, um, so we were talking about sponsors, reading the book. So back to that... Uh, so that's the only the only time I am reading the book, and yeah. like from for the like the whole hundred and sixty four pages is when I'm reading it with my sponsee. And I recently did that. I I read the first hundred and sixty four pages. I don't know the last time I did that over the course of six months or something of working with one of my sponsees. It was it was rewarding. It's cool. You go back and you see it with a new perspective, and you find you know you find uh, different things that speak to you. And um, so it was really good. So yeah, that we were going to go back. I mean, we're like in this like Russian babushka doll of like, what do you call Inception, whatever, Delio. Like I'm like what are you working, talking I'm about? working my way back to like what we were originally talking about. Yeah. So it's basically like working with others. It's that service keeps us sober. Right. Service keeps you sober. I'm telling that, you, they, they have a bed for you. That's a new voice. Yeah. <laughs> At the psych ward. 
I told Madison on the way over here that I'm just going to go buck wild. This isn't even, you guys don't even know. This is, I'm holding back. Um, I'm so holding back. Madison, are you trying to, to know? <laughs> trying to what? She's not trying to know. Um, we are in the mission at Mutiny no, Radio. Okay, we don't need to say where we are to all the weirdos. Just kidding. Oh. You plug it all oh, the time. Well, no, I see. Yeah, so if anybody goes to F8 tonight, I will have pink <laughs> hair, and you can find me there, and I might end up at Monarch, and I will have pink hair, and if you're actually listening to this and are sober and want to go to the bar, I'll be there. Look for, say hello. Look for... Yeah. Look for... Madison with pink reddish hair and a very uh well I won't describe your complexion um a pink reddish hair and she'll help you to not have a drink at and just dance the night away just dance the night away yeah meeting somebody that I met a couple weeks ago who is a normie but said they only had one drink that night so that's cool and I don't know, we'll see if he's a normal human being or not. But um, yeah, so he's at the club and I'm going to meet him. And it's cool that there'll be maybe somebody else sober like me yeah. or not super drunk. Cause just, a, just a wee bit drunk. Just a wee bit drunk, exactly. <laughs> he does seem like he's very high on life. So I don't know. I guess I shouldn't. Well, whatever. What if he ends up being like the coolest person ever? And then he listens to this and he's like, man, I can't believe you said that stuff that I might not be cool. I don't know. Whatever. We'll see. Don't feature trip. Exactly. Have you guys heard about feature tripping? Yeah, we have. I love Gosh. the future trip. It's my favorite kind of trip. Oh, no. No, I no, it. no. It's so bad, but I can't help myself. Yeah, you got to stay in the present, girl. I've been doing a little bit better with that. I've been in a better mood lately. Thanks in large part to the people that are in this room with me right now who have been super supportive through my time of batshit craziness, and I'm very appreciative oh, of Oh, thanks, that. Madison. So, we love you. Speaking of gratitude. And thanks for your support right. the other way. This All is right. We help each other. Are oh, you going to leave? I'm going to take off right. and go listen to some Psytrance. Woo! Nice. Up with this. I've never been to F8, and I'm actually glad that I'm going to have somebody to meet up with because I'm always a little nervous when I go to a new club by myself. Yeah. Like, it's like a new school, you know? Exactly. Who are you going to play with? Exactly. I mean, you're like playing with yourself and you're like dancing around, having fun, making eye contact. Yeah. Dear God. But I don't know how this is. Like the other places I've been to, I know what they're <laughs> like. I know where I can lurk in the back if I want to or sneak in the front if I want to. But yeah. this place, I don't know. Like what if it was me and 10 other people? I'd be like, ah. <gasps> And they're all talking. I've been to events like that, though, where it's like 10 people and they all know each other. And I'm like, hey, I'm here by myself. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. On that note, bye. I love you guys. Bye. Have fun. I will. Thanks. Do I need to turn this off? No, I'll turn off. Um, Bye. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. All right. Give you a hug, but... That's okay. We we hug a lot. <laughs> You're like, I don't want one. Huggy hugs. We hug a lot in the program too, yo. We hugs. Um. Shadow ladies on her phone. Yeah, I'm talking to my friend who 
have you heard of this app called Hitch? No. So it's basically a way for you. Well, it started with people that are gamers and um, you get to just air yourself live. Wait, you mean Twitch? Oh my God. Yeah. Hitch is a movie. Yeah. Hitch is a movie and Hitch is like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Hitch is that Will Smith guy. Yeah. Twitch. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, I don't Twitch. know too much about it, but I have heard about it. Yeah. We're, I've seen these Twitches where, oh, maybe you showed me, I don't know where, where, yeah, the guy's like traveling throughout Europe mm -hmm. and whatever. And I'm like, dude, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> but the, the cool thing about it is, um, people can just do whatever now so he's um working on some music and i was telling oh. him about the show i watched tonight yeah. and how inspired i am so going oh, back cool, to cool. the topic of sobriety like i actually like one of the meetings that we go to because the topic is about creativity and oh yeah yeah how I actually feel that in sobriety, I am a lot more creative and my projects are actually having more momentum. And instead of just me being under the influence, thinking that I'm doing something mm -hmm. and not really doing anything, because I have found some videos <clears throat> of me trying to play a musical instrument mm -hmm. and they were crap. <laughs> <laughs> but back in the day I thought they were great yeah but no I was just high got it yeah I know what you mean so that's good I mean I have heard people on the flip side I have heard yeah like really creative artists artistic people who are maybe that's their primary deal and when they got sober they actually had like a creative block but then potentially rediscovered it as they rediscovered themselves. But I do agree. I think maybe for most people, um, we were blocking ourselves off out of fear um, for doing various hobbies and things like that. And then as we got sober and grew, then we were more open to um, exploring yep. these different things and having more courage and showing up, you know, Madison gave me a gold star for showing up nice. uh, for my birthday. And that's what I, well, that's what I said. The only thing that I'm doing vaguely right, which is thanks to the program yeah. is that I'm showing up to stuff. Even when I'm potentially scared. Well, that's another thing that they say. It's like suit up and show up. Suit up and show up. Biatch. And that's just being reliable. Today I, today I met a person, uh, an acquaintance that I had met earlier, mm -hmm. um, who is, um, who revealed to me just casually in conversation, um, that he is, um, clean clean and sober from some hard drugs yeah um maybe i think you said over three years and yeah you just mentioned it to me in passing i don't know we were talking about maybe the plight of people in the tl or i don't know somehow we got on i have no idea how we got on the that topic but 
then I actually then revealed to him mm-hmm. that um, I had time and I participate in the program. And I learned from him that uh, that there are... Um, let's see. What do we have going on out here? Someone looking through the garbage. Shall we like... Uh, Shall we secure the place? I thought you were going to be like, should we ask him to be a guest? Shadow Lady, do your thing. I'm going to just do something real quick. Wait, so are we talking about Tenderloin? Yeah, one second. Yeah, talk about Tenderloin. Well, I can talk about like my experience living in San Francisco. I feel that the state of drugs and alcohol and mental health is something to really think about and try to figure out you know I mean it's so great that I have a lot of people around my life that volunteer to help homelessness and it's very crazy to think that there's so much wealth in this state and how there's a lot of people that are still living on the streets that can't get help for their substance abuse or their mental illness. And Tenderloin is definitely a neighborhood that is... I wouldn't even say like, oh, it's so unsafe because I spent a lot of time in New York and you just have to be smart about how you walk, where you walk and engaging with people that you might think might be a threat to you. But it's pretty, it's pretty sad. Like if you are stuck in the tenderloin for whatever reason, late at night and you just see these people like doubled over high and you know living on the streets or just during the day even like in the mission you know like even like even like this guy outside who's freaking going through our trash i mean he i know there's people who are sound of mind that that collect uh cans typically uh elderly the profile not to be racist, but in San Francisco, I see this profile of elderly uh, Asian women who are going around getting all the cans in yeah. Dolores Park and stuff like oh, that. But here but we just I had a gentleman just... who looks like pretty off yeah. outside. Yeah. I was going to say, I think like those women, though, that's business. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Straight no, up I was business. just saying that they're sound of mind. Yeah. But mostly the people I see going through my trash in my neighborhood through my window are not sound of mind they are yelling screaming at themselves like falling over um this is san francisco it's interesting um i just wanted to say real go ahead okay real quick that um that um let's see here yeah i wanted to talk about my experience today with y'all um in the tl uh, I've been doing some stuff in the TL on a weekly basis, like um, hanging out, trying to do some positive stuff. And so you really encounter um, all kinds of, 
as many of you I'm sure know, um, you encounter all kinds of crazy stuff and sad stuff and scary stuff um, and, and joyful stuff too um, out there. I always look look down on the ground when I'm walking. Um, I pretty much do that everywhere in San Francisco, I think, but especially there. Um, and I'm surprised, actually, since I've been going there doing some positive things with positive people, um, I have not seen, like, mm. orange orange caps or needles and stuff like that um, as I have in other paths, like walking to work or something. Yeah. Um, but I did want to say that, yeah, I do see um, all kinds of, you know, people today. I mean, people sleeping. It's a bright, sunny day, mid-morning, early afternoon, lunchtime, and people are just sleeping on the sidewalk. And I'm just wondering, like, what is going on? You know, yeah. I really don't have any idea. And I think... We have friends that we've met in the program who are I've, I've I've learned that many of my acquaintances in the program are in social work. They do social work, yeah, in San Francisco. And um, I won't go into further detail, but I sort of want to learn from them, um, learn more about these issues and how how they work with their clients and and how should. As a question I have is like. Just what should I do and how should I react to get some guidance? I mean, I can do whatever I want, mm -hmm. feel whatever I want, but just get some guidance on being more intentional and thoughtful and present when I do encounter this. Because, of course, the cliche, we all do this, is just walk by, keep our head down, just discount what's going on. Um, but that was a big digression because I want to rep how hard I am by hanging out in the TL I'm super hard hanging out in the TL, but, um, I did meet a gentleman who was, uh, clean for a few years, has been clean for a few years off of some hard substances. And he was telling me about this whole recovery mm -hmm. program and community that I had never heard about. And it ties into our caller and discussion from, last week uh on the topic of harm reduction yeah and after he mentioned he, he just spoke volumes about it and i was just amazed that i hadn't heard about it you know i thought hey being in the program being involved in the sf you know recovery scene you would have heard about everything there's you hear about smart rec you hear about alternatives to aa which are like smart recovery uh life ring refuge recovery um, there's different kinds of things. I don't know too much about all of those. I have been to therapy. a couple of reg refuge recovery meetings. Sure. Therapy. Um, I like to think about that as like an adjuvant, like, uh, like in conjunction. But, um, but I was going to say that, uh, there are these alternatives and this one is put on by the AIDS foundation in San Francisco. It's a big organization that has a whole substance abuse arm, with all kinds of professionals, licensed therapists and clinicians and social workers and uh, well-staffed. And he was speaking volumes about how they have all kinds of specific programs for um, it. He, he had mentioned that he thought it was open to everybody and I was skeptical. So I did go online and I saw that they specifically say that this, their services for all the recovery kind of services they have, which appear to be free 
even incentivized. Um, maybe I'll go into that more. Maybe next time. That's because we're cool. winding down. Maybe I'll maybe we'll talk. I'll make some notes about this and talk about it next time. But basically, the services through the AIDS Foundation, if I got that right, uh, in San Francisco, I think it's at Seventh and Market, are for gay men. I think there were some other qualifications, um, but it didn't seem like it was open for like, uh, you know, straight people or, you know, I know there's a lot of other, um, ways to qualify, but, uh, anyways, I'm going to try to look it up now, but I think maybe I'll men- make some remarks about it next week. But anyways, the, uh, the- so there are qualifications. Cause I thought like what you were saying was it's for everyone. No, that's what the gentleman was telling me, my acquaintance, but uh, I think he's wrong. And I'm going to point that out to him next time I see him. I'm like, no, not anyone can avail themselves of these services. Mm-hmm. But the the remark, the not remarkable, the hallmark of it is that it's all harm reduction based. Okay. And they do say that we support all levels of, quote, sobriety. So it's like if somebody wants to be abstinent, they support it. But mm-hmm. their model is more uh, harm reduction. And I'm really curious to learn more about this because the AIDS Foundation is a huge force in San Francisco. I think mm-hmm. it has a long history. It's well-funded, a lot of programs. And so I'm curious about why they have this harm reduction um, uh, emphasis. I'm just curious, like no judgment right now, reserving judgment, maybe even though it's, it's not for me. <laughs> maybe it's making it a lot more attainable. Yeah. Right. It's it's like not saying like, oh, it's either like this way or it's either my way or the highway. And I think that it's going back to like taking things like piecemeal by piecemeal, just like little by little. And for those that have reached a point where they have to practice abstinence as their sobriety choice, it's because we've reached the last house on the block Mm -hmm. and it's really life or death because it is a progressive disease and for some people if they relapse again it's literally it's death yeah that's life and death matter i just wanted to yeah well said sfaf.org san francisco aids foundation yeah and here on their page, I was reading this earlier today. It's there. They have all kinds of stuff going on. It's a, it's a really well, beautiful website. I mean, it's very well designed. It just strikes me as that mm. they're well funded. I'm curious. I mean, I'd like to learn a lot more about this organization. But it says our substance use counseling and treatment services are based on the philosophy of harm reduction. That's the first sentence. Mm-hmm. Our services help you set your own goals. So whether you're looking to improve your health, relationships, or functioning in the world, we've got something for you. We welcome you wherever you're at and do not require you to stop using to receive services. Services are available for gay, bisexual, queer, trans men, and other men who have sex with men through the Stonewall Project, P-R-O-P, and Cheers Queers. And for all people who use drugs or inject at the harm reduction center. Anyways, yeah, that's like a lot of um, a foreign language to me. But I am really interested in learning more about, you know, who's their client base? How many people are doing this? Is this a movement? I mean, I'm just surprised that we've never heard about this. 
um, this this thing because uh, we mean, were talking about the alternative. Sorry, yeah. um, CDRP, for example, we hear a lot of people Kaiser Chemical Dependency Something Program, um, and we hear a lot of people having gone through that, and then they refer people to A. But earlier today, I heard that they maybe they're getting into harm reduction. I'm not qualified, but I just this is hearsay. So it's interesting to see that there's yet this alternative. Okay, back to you, Shadow Lady. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, when you were reading that, and you were saying that it all sounds like foreign language for you. It just kind of, like, it resonated with me. Okay. Because in New York, like, that's where I spent my um, growing up, I guess you could call it that, like, my early to late 20s. And I was around a lot of gay, bisexual, transgender, and um, outliers, basically. And they suffered, they are a population that suffered a lot of abuse, a lot of hurt. And it makes total sense for me that they are getting these services because i feel mm. like them as a community right. they really rallied around everybody and like think about it like back when aids if you got it it meant death and now you can live with it mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah medicine has come a long way so yeah. i actually kind of like now that we're talking about it and you're reading about it like it, it makes a lot of sense why it's talking more along the lines of like harm reduction rather than like sobriety mm -hmm. because it really is that's that's the root of it this is why people use this is why people drink oh, it's because of that hurt yeah right? that's so, a good point i guess that's why it's like harm reduction would mean like self-harm right right like where does that word harm come from you know right like, I guess we're doing our, our self-harm and there's some reason that we're harming ourselves. Right. And we hear this in the program. Yeah. We say that these are, these are, but, um, like our maladies are, they're the first to, to go, but then we have to do the work within ourselves. Mm. So they're, but symptoms of the problem. Right. Um, there is something at the end of maybe a little bit off topic i'll have to pull it i should bring my i should bring my book start bringing my book <laughs> to, to prove you're a book to, thumper <laughs> yeah it's a thumper <laughs> but um it says our problems were of our own making bottles were only a symbol it's not what you're it's not exactly what you're saying but i was just reminded of that um because i know like in that saying it's our problems were of our own making but you're describing injustices perpetrated against you know a uh, vulnerable population totally um and so that can lead to um self-harm yeah. yeah and uh and self-medicating because they're different because of trauma right trauma is something that's come up a yeah. lot now and like people are talking a lot about trauma um and i've like expanded my understanding of trauma through my um being plugged into a meditation community and having some teachers who are uh, in the meditation community, mindfulness community, and our psychologists, and often mm -hmm. they talk about trauma. And I had this narrow definition of trauma that it's like uh, someone, when they're young, they suffered, you know, sexual abuse or violence in the home, sure. uh, or trauma could be someone in Iraq who, um, or Iraq, uh, who... <laughs> 
um, who saw traumatic or engaged in things, you know, whatever PTSD, that kind of thing. So that was my view. But then through, um, learning and, and workshopping with these, uh, teachers mm-hmm. in the meditation community, um, that I've been a part of and attend talks and, and guided sits with, they have brought to my attention that, um, all of us experience some kind of trauma, you totally. know? even people with quote, like normal, uh, you know, uneventful childhood, childhoods, um, you have even self-made trauma, you know, mm. like I see that's something that I learned through that, that, uh, experience or th- those lessons, um, is that in fact, I have generated my own trauma through my own thinking and perceptions and misreading things and Mm -hmm. things around self-esteem and expectations. And then I've carried that around with me and it's snowballed and I've hurt myself. I've engaged in, I've harmed myself totally, and, and hated myself as a result of that seed of, of trauma or, you know, something like that. And I'm not explaining it the best way, but I, a while, some years ago, I got some inner clarity on, on that word and realized that it's a little bit broader than I thought it was. Um, of course I should look up the definition, but, um, that's just something that came to my attention that a lot of people have faced traumas and that speaks to that word trigger too. There's, there's all these words that I'm hearing now that I never heard before that I think, um, if you look them up on, on Google, you would see that bar that shows that graphs that shows their incidence and usage going way up, like in the last couple of years. And one of those is like, you know, people of color or, or triggers or, um, uh, microaggression. What the hell is a microaggression? You know, are those like little aggressions? Yeah, I guess. But I mean, (laughs) typically it's talked about in the context of racism or something, Mm -hmm. but, um, I need, I think I understood in context, but anyways, that's a topic for another time. But, uh, the, the, the trigger thing going hand in hand with the trauma is like, I, I just have written off that word and I'm like trigger, you know, weak people are triggered, you know, I'm just like being open about my judgments, you know, that sure. are, I'm wrong about all kinds of things and I'm yeah. ignorant about all kinds of things. And so I think I've written off that trigger word. I'm like, put it at arm's distance. That's other people that's weak. But then it's like over time recently, I was like, you know what? I got triggered by something. I guess that's what that means. Like something happened that awoke a response, like an automatic response in me. That was like an emotion, visceral response. Uh, it could be verbal, visceral, internal, emotional, physical. And I guess that was a trigger. Yeah. And this is why for me, like I am such a believer in healing, right? Like it's therapy. It's you, you have to process things. And what I hope to get from that is instead of you just remaining in that victim mode is that you, you basically, whatever the trigger is or your fear or what you're going through is like you, you say like, okay, I see this and what am I going to do about it? And and instead of like repressing it, it's more of like you actually take the power away from that trigger or that fear because you are facing it head on and you might or might not have any action towards it, but just the fact of you acknowledging it, which 
comes into play with mindfulness, with meditation, or even like for the people that do pray, like prayers and like our gratitude practices, like all these different things. It's, it's a way to see because there might have been a point in our lives where, like you said, you didn't even realize it because you didn't allow yourself to even think about those things that could have hurt you. Totally. Yeah. That's good stuff. Um, So I think (laughs) it's 1151. Yeah. Getting pretty tired here. Let's Um, wrap it up. So I think it's time to wrap it up. I think we'll go out with some more Grateful Dead. (laughs) Uh, There's a meeting out there called Wharf Rats um, that is interesting, and it's a dead meeting, and um, I guess it's just on the brain. So I guess we'll go out for a second with a little bit of American beauty. Um, So uh, thanks to my wonderful intern, our intern, Shadow Lady. Holla. Uh, we're going to come up with a new name soon. Um, and that's, yeah, mean of me. But, and then, um, yeah, it's just us now. And uh, I'm your host, co host, um, Jay Quellen. Jay Quellen. So you've been listening to High, Sur- High Spirits. I was like, High Sobriety. <laughs> Our show is called High Spirits. Please tune in again at 10 p.m. or a little bit after 10 p.m. Uh, next Friday. We're on here at mutinyradio.fm, mutinyradio.fm, high spirits from 10 to midnight on Fridays. Have a safe evening and enjoy your reveling out there. Happy Friday. Bye. Bye.
Elsa. Elsa Touche. Hi. Hello. How are you? Thanks for having me, Tweeka. It's so glamorous here. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Here, let's make it more glamorous with this bling ring. Here Ooh, you go. thank you. Can I keep it? Oh, good God. Yes, you no, can. No, you already lost it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so folks nice listening to, to us, so you have to use your imagination. But uh, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. Increased. Uh, and sitting beside you, uh, the reigning uh, Duke, uh, Grand Duke of Alameda, Contra Costa County, Incorporated, Mr. David Bracamontes. Radio listeners, you can't see me, but I'm curtsying right now. Good job. <laughs> I'm glad you remember how, now that you're over on this side of the bay. David, you're a <laughs> constellation prize for joining us today. Is either another bling ring or a drink ticket to the Wild Side West? Uh, I'll take both. Oh, that wasn't enough. Uh, oh, wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Here, you can have both. Royalty what? You are royalty. Welcome, folks. Welcome. You have so much. So today's show, the theme is local luminaries, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my Ooh. goodness. Local luminaries. It's been oh, some time so who's coming? Since we've had <laughs> some local talent here on the air. But if anyone listening to us has questions and wants to join in on the fun, do it on Facebook in real time or call us here right here in the live studio. We are in a radio station in the mission. The phone number is 415-550-0511. Do call and chat with us. So, Elsa, I know you are on a tight schedule so what was was the next word gonna be i didn't know (laughs) let's get into your story now you're coming fresh off of um successful Uh, i just uh, finished i just finished a show it was uh without you i'm nothing in drag which was an all drag uh parody slash tribute to um the one woman movie by sandra bernhardt of the same name it was, yes. we actually had to, to remount it because the first time we were running it, we didn't honor some tickets because of, it was when the campfires were happening. So some people couldn't make it because the air quality was so bad in the city. So we wanted to have a second run of the show to honor some of those tickets. And also a lot of people just really wanted to see it and they couldn't, couldn't see it the first time. So did David, were you one of the, did you go to the first show? Why are you calling me out like that? He did not. <laughs> David did not come to see it, but he can redeem himself by coming to see the next show I'm working on yes is that murder she wrote it's murder she wrote in drag oh my gosh kids you are not gonna want to miss this where is our soundboard wait uh, speak that horn (laughs) wait 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 there you go (laughs) thank you that's the extent of our sophistication you gotta come see murder she wrote in drag i'm so excited about this so this is something i'm working on i'm a co-producer with um sugar beaties and intensive claire we basically have taken taken an episode of Murder, She Wrote and added some spice to it, but we're leaving the script very much as it is, because the script is ridiculous as it is anyway. And we are adding a couple drag numbers to make it a drag show. Drag numbers that kind of move the plot along, because Murder, She Wrote only lasts like 40 minutes the episode, so it needed some spice. It's going to be hilarious. I am laughing every time me and Sugar and Claire meet to discuss it. It's got got a great cast. We open April April 12th, that piano fight, and then run uh, for four weekends. All right. Now, piano fight is sort of like a new like place to launch your, your show. It's been around for a few years, but they have been, and they do all sorts of theater events. They have two black box theaters, and they have been really welcoming to the drag performance community. They have drag shows in their bar area, and they've just 
been super excited to have a lot of the uh, drag theater stuff that we've been working on there in their black box. How like, would you uh, describe the space that folks come to see? It's like, it's basically a bar and then you walk past the bar and there's a whole theater with 92 seats. That's, 92 it, seats? Yeah, it's a great little theater. It's really, really nice. Anyone, I mean, I mean the, the biggest show that we've done there and I was a performer in this was uh, the dra- the last run of drag um, Hamilton, which was kind of, it's, it was a, a big hit and a lot of people came to see us there. So if you went to see Drag Hamilton, you probably saw it at Piano Fight. Now that did, was with Cruz and Delu, wasn't it? Cruz and Delu and Sugar Beaties were the producers of that one, and I was I was lucky. I got to perform in that, and a couple of shows last summer while Cruz and was on vacation, I got to fill her giant shoes in her role. <laughs> <laughs> did you have to stuff the shoes? Um, yeah, I basically lived in them for a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a one room studio. <laughs> yeah, it is in San Francisco. I charge seventeen hundred bucks a month for it now. Oh, that's so funny. Um, so, folks, once again, uh, so it's in production now, and right. folks can buy tickets when? Pro- folks can buy tickets now, and I recommend that they do. They're actually selling really fast. We were kind Ooh. of nervous, like, how is this going to go? Do people want to see Murder, She Wrote in drag? Honey, they do. So that's good news for us. Um, you can there's buy only tickets. 92 seats, folks. So <laughs> go, where do we go to get those tickets? Uh, you can get them at <laughs> pianofight.com and also on uh, eventbrite.com. And uh, more information also, you can find me on Facebook and at Elsa Touche and then uh, get your tickets that way. So there's lots of ways to get tickets. David Bracamontes. <laughs> I'm staring at him like, you better come see my show. Well, I mean, if you were filling in for cruising, then I was probably with her somewhere else. <laughs> I, I thought I she was with like her I husband did. in Europe, honey. Uh, you know. You know what's so strange is like when I was coming in the door here to the station, I saw her cruising drive by. I, I swear. She wasn't on her way here. She <laughs> not. Where is she going? I don't know. Dick, dick. We never ask. We never ask. <laughs> she, she's tricking right now, but she'll be in later. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, um, gee, I would think like the Dugo court, because Cruzan's the, the um, Dugo princess. She's, she's the, a reigning grand duchess. Ra- reigning grand duchess. Um, they get comped in, uh, Elsa, I would think. No, they charge no. us double. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, my local mm. ro- my local royalty might get some comps because I'm actually a member of the San Francisco. I used to be a member of the Alameda Contra Costa Ducal Court, and they, they will always have my heart. Yeah, we're talking were- about Alameda, the island? Al- it's Alameda County, oh, Alameda okay. and, and Contra Costa County. County. It's a huge, you guys have a huge realm. It's, gi- it's ginormous, a yes. ginormous realm. Yeah, yeah it's quite um, large. It, that's what they say about David Bracamontes. We do my best. 